Well, as you know, this is the first week of Christmas, the second week of Advent. And as we think about the, the Christmas season, I want to take you back to your childhood. Was there ever that one special Christmas gift that you really wanted? I mean, you really, really, really wanted this special Christmas gift. Go ahead and give them that slide. Maybe this will give you a little bit better impression. It may not be that Red Ryder BB gun that you always long for. In my case, it was, you know, years ago. But was there any that ever that really special Christmas gift that you wanted? And I want to ask, how did it feel when you finally received that special gift, that one that you so long for and the world would, would so change because you got that special gift? How did you feel about that? And then how did you feel if you didn't get it? Remember how devastated you were that, oh, I wanted this, and mom and dad gave me that. Oh, that was terrible. And your life was going to end for a few weeks. Remember those? You don't remember those days? Okay, all right, just, just checking. All right. Touched a nerve, I know, brought up bad memories or good memories. So today we're going to be continuing the message on the Sermon on the Mount. And as you think about the Sermon on the Mount, if you've been with us this fall, you know that we've been going through chapter 6. Last week we started in chapter 7. And as we talked about chapter 6, or as we got into chapter 6, did you notice how often Jesus talked about prayer? Or how he referred to prayer? Because it kept coming up over and over and over again. Actually, if you think back to chapter 6, Jesus had his disciples come to him and they asked him, teach us to pray. And Jesus gave us the model prayer. You remember that? And then he went on to say, uh, you know, I need to remind you guys of something. Earthly treasures are not real treasures. You need to be mindful of that. And he went on to say something even better. You know, he didn't sing a song, don't worry, be happy. That was some guy, Bobby guy. You know, but he did say this about worry. He says, don't worry, don't be anxious about your future because God has got it. You can just pray and God will take care of your future. Do you remember last week if you were here? The sermon was about don't being judgmental. Don't be condemning of other people. And he actually was saying, he was referring to something that is much deeper than judging. He would say, you know what? You need to pray for God to give you discernment in situations because sometimes you need to use some discernment and sometimes you can go a little bit further and say, you know what, I discern this is evil and I need to back off or this is not right and I need to back off. Sometimes I need to be discerning and I can speak into those situations. Well, today, in today's passage, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, uh, we almost called this 7-11 because it'll end with uh, verse 11. But we, we, as Craig and I looked through this message, we really saw that the main point of what Jesus is talking about here is really revolutionary. It is totally different than what the Jews of the day would have thought of when it came to prayer. It was so different than, than what they would be used to because you know, they are in a world where they're functioning as Old Testament people even though they're now in the New Testament, technically. But they, were, they were, had this concept about prayer. And, and many of us have this same concept today. And this is what it looks like. Well, God answers prayer, sure. Yeah, yeah, he answers prayer. But it's only for the big wigs. 
You know, it's only for Abraham and Moses and David and Solomon. It's only the big people that God answers prayer for. And then God only answers prayer if you pray the right way. If you don't pray the right way, if you don't use the right language, then God's not going to answer that prayer. And I said this a minute ago, and I want to just repeat. We often function that same way today. How many of you had Thanksgiving dinner and you asked the most godly, the most wise, if there was a pastor at your house, you asked the pastor to pray over dinner? Do we not function that same way? You have a problem in your life. Do you ask your friends to pray and think, okay, their prayers are going to count. But if I ask Pastor Michael to pray and he prays for me, then God will intervene. We function the same way as these people in Jesus' day. And Jesus is going to blow their mind and he is going to say something that is so revolutionary about prayer and about God and who he is and what our prayers are like. That it is going to, I'm hoping that it'll sink into us and change our lives as well. Because this is what Jesus said Stop thinking of God as so transcendent and so far away and so distant. Think of him as a loving, caring father who cares about his children. And think about your prayers as coming from some special child that has the ear of their father. And that. If you can get your head around that, if you can get your prayer life around that, there is going to be nothing that's going to stop you from going to God in prayer. And there's going to be nothing that's going to stop you from talking to God the way he expects you to talk to him. And for these Jews, the, the ones that Jesus was talking to, that, that could not be the truth because God was way too distant to be bothered by little me. And yet Jesus says, oh, yes, he, he can. He can be bothered by you because for him, it is no bother at all. So I want you just to consider these things. You know, as I I, I want to be conscientious of this, and and I think some of you are are probably sitting there today. We're going into the Christmas season, and I just talked about God as a wonderful, loving father. And for some of us here, we didn't have the very best fathers growing up. And so to hear God being portrayed as a loving father when you didn't have a loving earthly father, that, that, can, that can stir up some pretty strong emotions. That can stir up some pretty hurtful feelings and hurtful memories. But I want you to be sure of this and be confident that regardless of how good your father was or how bad your father was, because dads, don't we all make mistakes? We've wounded our kids in ways that we often don't want to. But our God is not like that. Our God cares deeply, and he is perfect, and we can go to him. Also, when we think about this Christmas season, and we're talking about Christmas gifts, we just had village, a Christmas at the village yesterday. You know, some of us, when we think about this Christmas season, we get really anxious because we know that financially we're not able to buy the gifts that our kids want. Financially, we're not capable of getting what we want to get them, and it hurts us. Some of us have lost loved ones during the holiday season. And going into the holiday season is like just ripping the Band-Aid off. It's not just ripping the Band-Aid off, it's ripping the scab off of that wound. Because it's still fresh in your mind of how close you were to that loved one that passed away during this holiday season. I want you to know this. God cares 
and he cares more deeply than Santa Claus ever could. You know, we're told in our culture that kids can pray and they can ask Santa for anything and everything. And yet our view of God is so different than that. I think God is quite different, quite better than Santa, don't you? So as we get into our text today, I want to point out just two main points. And the first one is God waits for our request. He waits for our request. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be open. I want to be clear about this. this. There are lots of passages and there's lots of teaching on prayer. I want to focus just on what this passage says. And I know that there's a lot of things about praying for others and praying for bigger things. This passage, make no mistake about it, is about one thing. It is about praying for your own personal needs. It is extremely personal. The way this this sentence is structured in the original language, he is talking to a person about their prayers for themselves. This is a personal prayer for yourself and your, your area of need. So it doesn't matter whether your, your personal need is physical or emotional or spiritual, you can take those to God. And I want to point out this. It's about praying for your needs. Your needs, not your wants, not your desires. This is about praying for your needs. What do you really need? Remember I, I, I alluded back to uh, verse, uh, chapter 6, where, he, where Jesus said, hey, real treasures are not these things on earth where moth and rust. Remember that? Real 